It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, the rookie of the year race is as hot as, uh, frankly, I can remember. And so on today's show, we are going to examine the play of Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, and some of the other contenders for rookie of the year this season with the very, very smart and knowledgeable Mark Schindler from Premium Hoops. Who has the inside track to rookie of the year? Does rookie of the year actually matter when there's this many amazing rookies? We will talk about it all on today's episode of the podcast. Thanks for being here. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1133, I think, of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, March the 8th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And you can always go to the various podcasts at podcast apps of choice. That's hard to say, apparently. Uh, and subscribe to the podcast for free. You can rate, review, all that good stuff. Plus, you can go to YouTube, hit that big red subscribe button, and it helps out the show as well. If you want to watch the show in video form, or maybe you just want to listen to audio, but you want to support the show in some way, you can go and subscribe on YouTube and never watch video and you'll still be in my good books uh also thank you for making us your first listen of the day all right on today's show it's rookie talk baby it's a couple off days here for the raptors the raptors aren't terribly fun to talk about right now until they get their guys back and so we will dig into the guy who is the most fun to talk about and has been all season long it's scotty barnes and it's also evan mobley it's Cade cunningham maybe it's franz wagner we're going to talk about rookies on today's show with Mark Schindler from Premium Hoops. One of the best, uh, and I just really, really am happy to have you on the show, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, Sean. How's everything going on your end? Oh, it's going all right. Scotty Barnes plays for the Raptors, so it can't be that bad is the thing. Uh, let's begin with Scotty. We'll get to Mobley in a second, and we will at the very end of the show reach our conclusions on the rookie of the year race frankly i think the award matters a little bit less than the fact that there's just so many damn good rookies in the league this season and that you know to sort of boil it down to who wins the award is very simplistic and stupid and missing the forest for the trees but uh let's start with scotty barnes who has been uh, just a total delight he just won rookie of the month he has been playing quite well lately after a bit of a I don't know, the downturn, a bit of a spell of maybe fatigue or something like that going into the all-star break. Mm -hmm. The read on him right now, 14.9 points, 7.6 boards, 3.3 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.8 blocks. He's shooting 30.6% uh, from three, 48% overall from the floor and is, uh, you know, throwing no-look passes every which way. It's the best thing in the world. Mark, what have you enjoyed about Scotty Barnes so far this season and... 
I guess, compared to what your expectations were coming into this year, now that you have almost a full season, has he sort of outstripped what you thought he could be? Is it in line with what you thought Scotty Barnes could be? I know there was some sort of, uh, you know, there was hot and cold and various takes as there often is at draft time. Where are you at Scotty now compared to where you were at the start of the season, having watched now 60 something games? Yeah. Um, well, what's been cool to watch is that, he, I mean, he's the best passer on the Raptors already, which yeah. is kind of, I mean, not so that, it wasn't unexpected for me, but, but I also think that's part of where, you know, you're seeing some issues in the half court a little bit. Um, but ultimately, like where he's at as a scorer right now is night and day from where I thought mm -hmm. he would be. Um, I actually, my comp to him, I don't really do comps that much, but like just to, I, I think it helps people who don't really, you know, spend as much time looking at this stuff as we do. Like it helps normies um, like me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought, I thought he was kind of like, maybe he'd be like a sort of supercharged Thad Young, who is now a student. Right. Like that was my, my vision of him. And he's already passed what I think, I mean, to, to be fair with that, that has some awesome years as a scorer, especially when he's in Brooklyn and in, in Minnesota. But like in terms of his ability to actually, um, to do some things in self-creation like a lot of it was just stuff that i didn't think that scotty would get to um mm -hmm. at least not this early in his career but i think part of that i mean even we just saw it in summer league like he went from um you know really he he went to that like two-footed uh floater that he would love to get to and he, he yeah. does some of that too it's like very mechanical um did not look great last year it went in a lot but i was like you know very uh unsure of how that would translate to the league and um you know i think first game of summer league he's taking like fadeaways and, and shit and i'm like oh okay what <laughs> and i mean he's already i think he's dunked more well part of i mean it helps that he's played like 60 games but he's yeah. like dunking more on average this year than he did last year his entire time at florida state like he, he is a more bouncy vertical athlete he's just been a little bit more athletic overall which is not something that i think you can really anticipate um especially for a guy who's been like you know coming up through super high level prep his whole career um mm -hmm. you know maybe for like a guy who hasn't or is coming from a smaller school or something you could expect like okay maybe being put in a, a strength and conditioning program at the pro level is going to have some kind of impact but scotty's just like i mean he's he's been nuts man like even then like i remember uh friend of ours blake murphy put out during a game i think this was like friend <laughs> yeah i think this was in it might have been in december uh Scotty wasn't having that great of a game. I think it was against Boston. And I think mm -hmm. Blake tweeted out, like, I think this is like Scotty's quietest game of the year. And then like two seconds later, Scotty has like the game. I think he takes six threes in one quarter yeah. and hits like four of them. <laughs> um, and that's just kind of been his story. Like it feels like every every couple of weeks he takes some other step that you're not really expecting. I actually feel like he's been a little bit better defensively recently, which I've appreciated because he like I think some people will disagree with me. I think he was pretty rough to start the year defensively, um, oh, for at sure. least compared to where I was expecting. And part of that is the Raptors in their scheme, but also for where, what I expected from Scotty coming in, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's been better recently. And I mean, it's, even then, like you're looking at the way that he's attacked the, the offensive glass recently. Like, um, right. like he had that game where he had multiple tip-ins against Brooklyn. I think um, he's just been he's been splendid, man. I, I've really enjoyed Scotty a ton, especially. And can we just shout out the the all-star intro, man. Like that was, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like he's got, he's the cutest man alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, I mean, the thing that I've been sort of harping on with Scotty this season as like the thing that I'm most impressed by is his ability to just learn things very quickly mm -hmm. and sort of make a mistake, maybe make it twice, but certainly not make it a third time. And he really seems to kind of like, 
you know, just absorb what he's taking in. And like, that's really all you can ask for as a rookie kind of cutting your teeth in the NBA. And you mentioned the defense. Like, I agree. Start of the season, he was pretty clearly their most damaging defender, at least among the mm-hmm. guys who were playing a lot. And that's, I think, to be expected. He was 20 years old and was being asked to play a lot of times, like all over the place, right? He's playing as the backline guy in their defense. He's playing as a wing defender. And, and I think, you know, the wing defense still leaves something to be desired. He gets blown by by smaller guards quite a bit. It happens when you're six foot nine. I, I feel like he'll work on the lateral quickness and stuff like that. I'm not too worried there. And he's so athletic and long that it's probably going to be fine. But the thing I've been really blown away by is the fact that he's kind of learned how to play center while also being a point guard coming out of college and maybe more being a wing in the NBA. Like he just seems to be able to do everything and, you know, kind of clear all these little markers as he goes. Let's speak to the defense though, Mark. I mean, it's gotta be just so unbelievably difficult for a guy to come in and just be asked, all right, you're the center now in a lot of our lineups, figure it out. And like, what have you noticed about the way he's particularly approached that side of things? He can be from both sides of the ball, too, because he's been the center on offense quite a bit, too, kind of working the middle of the floor against zones and things like that. How do you think you've, like, how have you sort of absorbed him taking on that role and learning how to play a position that's pretty much brand new to him? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, too, because, uh, like, part of, like, I love watching the Raptors play, but I also like have gripes with them like and i mean that in the nicest way like <laughs> i just wish that they would rein in their defense sometimes and play more yeah. solid Same. um and i think we've seen a little bit more of that recently uh but more because they've been forced into it not because it's you know a choice um <laughs> but like i i mean one of the things i've loved is like you mentioned i mean scotty was primarily playing like he was doing some backline stuff that was like the big problem earlier in the year as the defense struggled like it felt like Nobody had any idea what they were doing backline. Like it was just yeah. like, um, it was a nightmare to, to, to be blunt. <laughs> um, like a lot of those closeouts and everything that were happening last year, like you were still getting a lot of the crazy closeouts, but the same sort of backline rotations, second and third rotations that you need because of how crazy you're playing just hadn't been there. But they have been there more recently. And part of that is Scotty. Like Scotty's been, I think, better on his closeouts. Um, it's helped guys are better at the point of attack. He's been better at the point of attack too. Like he's not overshooting mm-hmm. quite as much, in my opinion. Um, cause that's like, he's, uh, like you mentioned, he's not great with lateral quickness. I think some people confuse, you know, having really great length as, as being able to move laterally. And, um, if he takes a misstep, like stuff that would have been a stop for him in college is not a stop here. And that's, it's a blow by. And I think that's been an issue for him throughout the year. But as you mentioned, like he's really improved on his angling. He started to get better at understanding that. And one of my favorite things has been, it hasn't happened as much recently, but there was a stretch like about a month ago where they really started to experiment with Pascal and uh, and Scotty playing in drop. And right. I want them to get back to that more because yeah. that was fun and it looked good too, which was mm-hmm. like very exciting for me because I think I want to say it was during the Miami mini series that they had where they, they right. really worked it in. Um, and the first game, it looked kind of rough, but then by the time the second game rolled around, I was like, all right, there's, you know, you're cooking with something here. Um, and just for him to be able to, to take on some of those principles, like he did not do that at all last year. So to right. see him, you know, kind of learn how to do some of that, he's even like working in more um, like using his hands to deter ball handlers, which is something that takes some bigs like, and I'm not calling him a big, but like just in terms of what he's doing defensively, like that can take some bigs years to learn that. And to be doing mm-hmm. that, you know, within like having run the coverage like less than a hundred times in the NBA, I was, I, I, I mean, yeah, man, I've been so impressed with him. He's a guy who's like very clearly going to make all defensive teams at some point. Yeah, uh, he's going to make all defense. Uh, I would reckon probably an all NBA or many. Like he's, uh, 
what, 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 what do we do? Like, what, 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 what have we done to be so lucky here <laughs> up in Toronto? Uh, also lucky are people down in Cleveland because they get to watch Evan Mobley eat souls for a living. Uh, we're going to talk about Evan Mobley and what makes him so damn good. And, uh, and then we'll size up the rookie of the year race coming up in just one second here. But first want to tell you about our friends over at bet online football might be over but basketball is in full steam for both po- both pro and college hoops that is and from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs it remains the best spot for you to go as well for your scores your podcasts and your news this season so you never make a bet without being in the know and it's not just basketball they've got hockey boxing and ufc and eventually baseball you can do futures on a football you can even do for example futures on the rookie of the year race in the nba maybe you want to throw a little scratch down on scotty barnes you can do that by heading to the website today use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and the action at bet online it is where the game starts the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and we continue on here with your first listen of the day with Mark Schindler from Premium Hoops digging into the insanely good rookie class. Before we get into Evan Mobley, Mark, I do want to ask you just like your overall feelings watching all these rookies this year. Uh, it, it's it's just like uncommon to see this many guys come into the league. And it's not just the rookie of the year contenders, right? You've got like Herb Jones just like becoming one of the most important players on a very surprising and fun Pelicans team. You've got rookies everywhere chipping in uh how have you enjoyed this rookie class is this like an all-time rookie class for you to take in you know we've had some good ones recently of course we've had some less good ones recently as well that maybe don't offer this much intrigue at the top of the class but even you know the the excellent sort of performances sprinkled in among the middle of the class as well uh where are you at with this year's rookie class overall just as a viewing experience yeah i mean it's been uh it's been pretty special. You know, I think part of it helps like last year was the first uh, real like full time draft cycle that I did really diving right. in and and getting to know these guys before they came in. And um, what's been kind of well, it's double edged sword. Cool from a viewing perspective, not cool from a actual perspective. Like, you know, I think that the way that um, especially the way that the pandemic played, you know, having more guys being allowed to play on 10 days, you know, just letting more G League guys come up and play more extended NBA minutes has been really good for the rookies in some ways. Like mm-hmm. even last night, I mean, they, I think the entire Warriors starting lineup other than Kevon Looney sat. So Moses Moody took 23 shots. Like, I mean, getting to see him do that was awesome. Like you've get, gotten to see Jonathan Kaminga do more than I think was expected this year. Um, like even Jalen Green has had a really up and down rookie year, but the last month he's been fantastic. Like last night, um, I of course jinxed him saying that I thought he was going to break his career high because he had 14 points in like the first five minutes and then he finished with 19 <laughs> points, but still been really good. Um, yeah, like anytime you, said, you like, can ma- match your uh, total missed dunks in the All Star in, in the dunk contest with points, you're really cooking. You're uh... <laughs> if you do anything NFT related, you deserve to lose. That's all I'm going to say. But um, <laughs> like, I mean, even like Trey Mann in Oklahoma City has been really surprising for me. Like there have mm-hmm. been guys like Aaron Wiggins who was a late second round pick. Um, has looked really nice and even started some games for Oklahoma City. Like we've just seen more guys get opportunities. And 
I don't know if it's – I think part of it's definitely just the talent base, but also part of it has been the opportunity that's come about. And part of me wishes that that's something that, that stays around, like letting G League guys play as many games as they are. But um, it's a whole other thing. But it's been a – yeah, it's been a very, very fun rookie class. So Evan Mobley, I think, has been top of the rookie of the year ladder most of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll ex- we'll get into the sort of race for the actual award in the final segment. But just in terms of – like you're in Cleveland, you're right there where Evan Mobley is doing his thing. Uh, you know, this Cavs team, I, I think they probably maybe overshot expectations by a little much and are kind of coming back down to earth a little bit now. We're seeing the injuries kind of dog them too. Their offense has kind of been a struggle. I kind of think the Raptors and Cavs are kind of in their own tier in the Eastern Conference and then, uh, you know, sprinkling the rest of the teams around them. And I think they're a lot closer than the records have suggested all season long. Um, but Mobley has been just like otherworldly he you know as, as we saw on sunday raptors Cavs, he's knocking down huge threes like in pivotal moments he's obviously just like i think he blocked a scotty barnes pull up at one point like he just does everything what have your impressions of immobile been have you ever seen a rookie like this who's this advanced particularly on the defensive end he's like you just don't see this like how has it been for you like up close and personal getting to see evan mobley do this thing that he's done all season long yeah um he's blown me away man like i loved him in the draft i thought that um similarly to to chet holmgren this year like he got a lot of flack just because of his frame it was weird but um in terms of just tell me 19 year olds eventually fill out what okay it's uh it's surprising (laughs) like it it, is there are there's some valid criticism with it but the the extent people take it to is just ridiculous but Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, he's been insane to me. And he's a, I don't want to, like, he's not Cleveland's best player right now, but I think he's who really raised the ceiling for them this year. Right. Um, like, to not just come in and be a solid rookie. Like, he's coming in, like, especially with, okay, Utah having some struggles. Rudy Gobert has, I mean, he's been very good, but I personally just have him lower on my rankings. Like, um, you know, Bam has missed a ton of time, so I don't know where I'm going to be with him. Draymond has missed, like, half the season now. Like, Mm-hmm. there's a legitimate case for Evan Mobley defensive player of the year. I'm not sure he'll get it. He'd make my ballot right now though. Like he's been that good, that special on the defensive end. Um, and that's that to me, that's not overselling it. It's and I'm, I promise I'm not a Cavs fan. I'm not like, I'm, you know me, I'm not a fan of any teams. I just, I'm a fan of watching basketball. Yeah. You hate um, everybody's team. I do. That's, right? I, that's, yeah. that's, that's the takeaway. I hate every, every team, um, but he's been that good. And then offensively too, um, it is tough because, like, I do think Scotty's probably had a better o- offensive season, which that's not really, like, you know, no shit. But um, the Cavs' offense just isn't, like, is as conducive to uh, to making a big – I mean, to, to making a big who needs to self-create look good. Like, he's mm-hmm. had some – he's had some really interesting self-creation flashes, but it's been a little bit rough and ugly. Like, especially when uh, – I think it was Darius was out um, – for a week or two earlier in the season, he got a lot of reps on the ball and it was nice to see some of the stuff that he's pulling out, like step backs. He's doing like sidestep threes, like all this mm-hmm. stuff that's very intriguing. You can see this, the, um, the injury with him, but it's not, you know, coming out at it. And like, I think he was like around like 42 or 40% from the field um, over that five game stretch. So it wasn't like, again, like one of the, okay, I see the potential, but in terms of this being winning basketball right now, it's not there, but um He's been he's been special, especially along with just like his overall feel for the game and his ability as a passer too. like um, mm-hmm. part of what's so intriguing to me about the Cavs is how teams are going to react to this. Like, I think even this year I'd have to do some research, but uh, and it's something I do want to research. But um, 
I think we've seen more double big lineups this year than we have in a long time, um, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. since like 2014, 15, which has been really cool to see. But I do think part of uh, what's going to be interesting is seeing how teams react to it because I don't think it's just the Cavs having a lot of size and length that makes them special. It's they have a lot of size and length and skill. Like as much as yeah. I still like, I it's not that I dislike the Lowry marketing signing. It's just like you know, in terms of like he he's been he's been fine, but it hasn't been perfect. But even then, he has fit in pretty well. He's done a lot that's made them look better. But having three bigs, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Lowry Mark, you can all put the ball on the deck to an extent who can all make the right pass and not just make the right pass. Like they see things um, before it, well, not before that, but Lowry's not a great passer, but like, you know, having guys who can make proactive plays with that size and like, like it really fucks teams up. Like, I don't have a yeah. better way to put it. Like when you have three <laughs> guys who are six eleven or taller, who can all um, just pass to one another, make the right passes. Like their offense, I think is like 20th in the NBA or it's not, amazing but mm-hmm. it's confusing to play against if that makes sense like it's just a, it's an odd brand of basketball and it works because of the roster that they have um and i'm interested to see what team tries to replicate it and loses some of the recipe with that because it, it will probably be ugly yeah well you say d- double big lineups the raptors baby they're going quad big lineups <laughs> man the, the, the future is here no i mean yeah that's the thing you know with the whole like oh it's a copycat league thing i i've always kind of thought that's got to be a pretty faulty way of thinking because mm-hmm. every that's the beauty of like basketball is that every player is different and has a different set of skills and those skills mesh differently with the players around them and it's really difficult to get like a carbon copy of one team and transplant it to another because those players play for one team like it's just and like good luck finding a big man duo that complements one another like Mobley and Allen do right like if you can go for it awesome but that's not an easy thing. If it was, everyone would have that because it obviously works and it, it gives you an advantage in a sport where being tall is clearly going to give you an edge. You know, so I, I think the best you can kind of hope for is you get as many, you know, sizey guys, sizey, there's a word, sure. Uh, <laughs> guys who are big, who are also skilled, and you try to build a team that way. Like, I think that's, you know, the whole small ball thing, I think, has been, you know, kind of the myth of small ball yeah. has been dead. there's a lot more about skill it's just it's yeah, so it's much about, less about size more yeah. about skill. ultimately like we talk about like where genius is like oh small ball it's the way but no it's just like uh get a team that has guys with the skill of small players and if the t- they're taller that's gonna help you a lot more so like I, I that's why i think the raptors have done what mm. they're doing they're just like oh big guys who are skilled yeah we don't have the skill yet uh but we got <laughs> well the can i hijack we'll, uh... your pod for two seconds yeah go nuts Dude, I'm, shout I'm, out sensing, to I'm sensing some precious that you will love Send it over, yeah. Beat me to it, dude. Yeah, Precious has been—he has blown me away this year, man. Like mm-hmm. I was, uh, I wasn't out on him by any means, but I just—I was very um, not super in, in, interested in how things were going last year. Is a, is a right. nice way to put it. But I mean, uh, he's been ridiculously good defensively, and the offensive flashes he's shown over the last month have been awesome. Like, yeah, I know that he can still be maddeningly terrible at the rim. But like, <laughs> I mean, he's 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 taking threes from the corner. It looks good. The form's fine. Um, he's doing some stuff off drives. That's like, OK, all right. I see it like it's still very clunky, but compared to where he was, it's tremendous. Please just start him. I don't understand why he's not starting. Oh, my just God. Start him. Yeah. Just like I, <laughs> this well, I, I need it, man. <laughs> Thank you for joining the chorus here, because that has been the party line for Lockdown Raptors for a little while now. Um, love Ken Birch. Love his story. 
don't need to watch him play right now. Uh, we're going to continue, and we're actually going to address the question, who should win Rookie of the Year coming up in just one second? Is it Mobley? Is it Barnes? Is it Cade Cunningham? Do we have any idea? Because there's still 20 games left, and picking an award winner this early is stupid. Who knows? That's coming up in just one second here. But first, I just want to tell you about a little thing called Locked On Now. It is a podcast you can tune into, and it is a recap, whether you're a hockey fan or a basketball fan right now with those sports in season it's a great 15 minute recap we do these little videos here at locked on little minute recaps after games and we put them all together into a podcast for you so if you missed the games last night you can get the big takeaways from everything across your favorite leagues as locked on now you can subscribe to the podcast or you can go and subscribe on youtube and you will see my face there sometimes whenever the raptors play so go check it out Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, finishing off here, your first listen of the day with Mark Schindler from Premium Hoops. And uh, we've got to the part now that everyone's sticking around for the takes, baby, rookie of the year. Who should win it, Mark? Right now, who do you got? I mean, Mobley has kind of been top of the, the ladder all season long. I think it, it was always premature to suggest, oh, this is locked up and done. That felt like it was kind of like the rhetoric, like 25 games into the season. Mm -hmm. And that is stupid because it is an 82-game season. Barnes has come along strong lately. You mentioned he's probably a more advanced offensive player right now, and I think the numbers will probably back that up. And just sort of the eye tests, right? Like... I'm not saying Mobley doesn't look great on offense because damn, he does. But a lot of it is, you know, a lot of offensive rebounding. There's a lot of, you know, connectivity with Darius Garland. I feel like Barnes is able to kind of get his own shot off a little bit more. Maybe he's just asked to do that more with this Raptors team because they are lacking guys like Darius Garland. Um, you know, everyone can kind of view it their own way. But uh, where are you at right now on the rookie of the year race? Like, do you think it's a, a one horse race with Mobley at the top? Do you think it's more of a two or three horse race? Of course, Cade Cunningham, Raptors fans got a very good up and close and personal look at him last week as he destroyed them on Thursday in that big game. Uh, not big game, uh, totally predictable uh, voodoo-laden game against the Pistons. But uh, where are you at right now with the Rookie of the Year race and where it stands? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, uh, I I don't think it's a one-horse race. I'm there with you. I think it's three. Um, it's going to be – and I think some people will defer. For me, it's going to be hard to give it to Cade just because he had such a rough start to the year from the sure. field. And a, a lot of it is, to be fair with context, like I think for people who don't watch the Pistons consistently – that that team is bad. That team is so bad. Um, yeah, Raptors fans especially like, think this year's Pistons are the '96 Bulls. So please detail how they're bad because they only are like amazing I mean, against the Raptors. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm writing about them today about how they've been better over the last, last since the All Star break. But like, 
overall, I mean, their decision making has been terrible. They were the worst shooting team in the NBA for like the first three months. Um, mm-hmm. Just a very, very rough core compared to where they were at last year. A lot of that's just losing better as Kelly Olenek can play for a lot of time, but they've looked better now. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's been rough context to be fair, but the numbers still are what the numbers are. Um, I think so for right now, I would probably have Cade in third, but he has been. I mean, I think he's been close to the best rookie over the last month, but it's really been, I think, between him and Scotty um, mm-hmm. for that second spot right now. And a lot's just going to depend on what happens over these last 20 games. Like, it's all but locked up. Like, you, I mean, uh, I mean nah, no, that's the wrong way to put it. I'm so bad at analogies and just like turn a phrase. <laughs> this is why I'm better at writing sometimes. But, um, <laughs> like, I think a lot's going to depend on what Evan looks like as the lone, lone center because with Jared enough, Allen yeah. out for, I, I think it's an indefinite amount of time right now. Um, but, you know, messing up your finger like that is going to keep you out for, I think it's close to a month. At least it seems mm-hmm. like it, he, he's not shooting. So maybe that'll be different. But, um, I'd imagine this is a man who it. dunks everything though. You need to have those strong exactly. fingers. I think so, still league yeah. leader in dunks last time I checked, but that would um, make, that totally checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, this is going to be a really important indicator to see where we're at. Like, I think this will change up how much he's maybe asked to do in the offense because I mean, maybe are they elevating Kevin Love or Chetty Osmond? I have no idea who's going to be. Able, it mm. pro- actually, it'll probably be Dean Wade because normally whenever one of the biggest missing, they put Dean Wade in the starting lineup, but, mm-hmm. um, it'll just depend for sure. But, I'd imagine he's going to be asked to do more even then defensively. He's going to be asked to do more as well. And like, to be fair too, with his defense, like he's gotten to play more on the weak side and operate more as a four because of how good Jared Allen has been as well. And that's not to take away anything from what Evan's doing, but okay. How good is he going to look? And I think he'll look very good still to be fair, but like how good are you going to look when, when you have to be the primary rim protector and when you are playing as a solo five, like that's going to impact the rookie of the year for me as well. Um, So and I mean, with how well Scotty's playing and how well the Raptors are playing, I don't weigh team, um, like you know, winning as much into it. I think it should be, you know, just a personal award. But I, of course, mm-hmm. it does have some kind of factor. Like, how does Scotty continue to look? Does he take another step? Um, I, 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 I think that there's a real chance that Scotty ends up winning it if things go right for him. But same thing with with Mobley. Like, it's it's very close mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to kind of put yourself in the mind of the voters, right? As long as much as we'd like to make mm-hmm. it, oh, well, this player was the better one, so we vote for him. You know, in, in this world, Nikola Jokic is the clear MVP. We don't have to debate it because obviously he's the goddamn MVP. But, uh, you know, you have to put yourself in the mind of the voters who have different sets of criteria and are all kind of coming at it from different backgrounds and perspectives. And maybe they've watched one guy more than they have others. And ultimately, I think the standings will kind of probably come into play, whether that's fair or not. I think there's, you know, some merit to it, I suppose, as like a tiebreaker type thing. But, um, you know, if Scotty here really pushes the Raptors down the stretch here, maybe the Cavs fall off a bit and can't hang on to that sixth seed, although they have a three game cushion right now. They should be able to hold on to it, even with one game left against the Raptors. Um, you know, maybe that is enough to push Scotty ahead. Maybe Scotty just continuing the scoring run he's been on taking advantage of the fact that the Raptors are injured and using this opportunity, maybe in games the Raptors are losing, but to put up 25-point nights you know, here and there, maybe that helps things out too. I don't think there's going to be a wrong answer. On the Raptors broadcast this week, they were kicking around the idea of co-rookies of the year, which I think was hasn't been done since uh, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd won it yeah, together in 96 or so. 
is that something like it, I guess it just is like a, a happenstance of voting. It's not like someone. I'm, I'm against. They're that. both number one like on cheapens, my ballot. It but... cheapens the award to me, man. Like, and I yeah, think that's I mean, fair. Yeah. Like, or I don't. Maybe that's an unfair way to put it. Like, I I, I think if the voting that. happens and it's a tie, there's nothing you could do about it. It's like, okay, oh yeah, okay, amazing, that's fair, right? Like, if the voting happens, it's a tie. I'm fine with it. But like, yeah. I do think there's like at least gonna be a differentiator where like you can be like this guy was better. Like, you know. Yeah. But, Make um, a decision, please. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so uh, we I've waited. I know, Mark, you're a thoughtful man, one who is not one for hot takes, one who is not one for hyperbole. But guess what, baby? You're in my <laughs> podcast now. Oh, uh, no. We're sitting here. It is 1030 a.m. on March 8th, 2022. This time in 2032, which player between Barnes, Mobley, Cade Cunningham do we view to be the best of the three and is there a chance oh, they're just man. the three best players in the nba by that time uh <laughs> that feels like pipe dreaming but uh i'm gonna just put you on the spot and i'll save this for posterity in 2032 once uh you know all of our technology has been ruined by the climate wars and i just have it on a little stick somewhere there will be proof of you saying <laughs> the answer to this question of these three guys Ooh. who are you taking for the long haul man this is tough i mean i think I did not I mean, prime you for this, and so I mean it would be uh, Cade. For I, me. I am sorry. <laughs> like I'm, I'm taking Cade. Like just yep. in terms of, uh, like he, uh, I mean playmaking guys who can who can do things as a live dribble passer will also boring that with scoring. Like I, you can't really replicate to me what Cade's gonna mm-hmm. be able to do as a primary option. Um, so I would take Cade, especially too, because he can scale to other roles as well. And like as good as Scotty and, and Evan are, like I just think Cade is going to be that good, man. Like mm-hmm. he's already been so good. And I think again, people are going to look at the numbers. Um, and that sounds so reductionist and unfair. Like very ball don't <laughs> stop, but like it's just true. Like you're just just watching him play. Like he's been the the similarly to Scotty, the leaps that he's made in season have been ridiculously impressive to me. Um, mm-hmm. He's the guy I would say in ten years is going to have the best career. I mean, he was the first overall pick for a reason. I don't think you're speaking out of turn. I, I do think, you know, I, I don't want. World... I can't. I can't be the main character of Raptors Twitter today, Sean. I just, I can't. I, I, That's why I saved it for the end. We got drop off of like eighty percent by this time. To put out fine. another tweet before this drops. So <laughs> let me stay. Yeah, uh, no, you'll be all right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to insulate you. Look, I, I think there's no wrong answer here. All three guys are awesome and seem like they're going to be able to scale up and project to be in their own way, very mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, integral characters to the next 10 years of the NBA. They all do things a little bit differently. That's cool to me. I like that. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, I'm thrilled about where the league is at, man. Like, Yes, the, it's A, in like this perfect era right now. I think it's what been four years in a row with different title winners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could be a fifth this this year. I would probably put money on it being a fifth different title winner this season just by the pure odds and the teams that are kind of hanging around there. I think that rocks. And like the number of really excellent stars that are on the rise, it seems like the sort of LeBron Steph era is going to pass the baton off to something pretty awesome here. As we head into, uh, you know, our last decade on Earth as humans, uh, it's going to be great. It's the best way to go out. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I just I'm made too young to think. No, it is a very real problem. Uh, like it was yeah. literally like 65 degrees in Cleveland, Ohio, the other day, and now it's back to <laughs> 25. So um, that's not. It's it should not be like that. Um, but. 
No, I I mean I agree with you, man. The state of the league is yeah. awesome right now. Like I feel so good about it. Um, I never want it to turn into like the NFL where you have guys uh like like I, I feel like in some ways uh in the NFL, like I don't like that a team can can win the title and then be eight and eight the next year. Like yeah. just because they yeah. can't afford to pay their guys. Um, sure. I think it's been like I, I don't think it's the same in, in the NBA. Like I like personally, I like player movement. I like guys having agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really enjoyed like it feels like even though we've had you know, we've had a different title winner these four or five years. Like we've had really fun teams and storylines that have come about. Um, mm-hmm. And even if they only last for like two or three years, I still think that's a good pocket of time that, that it gets discredited. Like two or three years is a lot of time, man. Like, yeah, two or three years yeah. is a long relationship. That's a long team. Like, I mean, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, um, I mean, as we're seeing some of these teams, like potentially set the foundations for who they're going to be like right now. Yeah, we can look at Miami and Philadelphia and Milwaukee. And be like, yeah, they're the top of the East right now. But okay, what does this look like in three years between Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto? Like, that's something mm-hmm. I'm very interested by because I think those three teams have set themselves up for the long term. And it's like, you know, I'm interested by it. I'm very excited about it. The league's in a good place. I'm right there with you. Yeah, every time I see, like, Scotty and Evan Mobley play, I'm just like, we get to see this so much for so many years. It's yep. going to be incredible. And – like, I think the Nets are probably too far back now to really make an earnest shot at the number six seed. But, like, a Raptors-Cavs play-in game, I was rooting originally for, like, a 3-6 Raptors-Cavs because that would have been mm, just the, like, the feel-good NBA TV series of the year. Uh, <laughs> and it would have been great. But, you know, just any time they play, I just feel like we're kind of getting in at the ground floor of something that's going to be awesome for years to come. And I am uh, very glad to be along for the ride. And, Mark... Thank you so much for being here, man. We will let you go with that. Uh, this was great. Love chatting with you. Love uh, talking hoop with you. Do you have anything to promote for the good people out there? I know you have a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Um, you can find me on Twitter at M Schindler NBA. It's M S C H I N D L E R NBA. I'm right over writer over at Basketball News. I have a Patreon as well. If you enjoy my work and want to support me, so I'm still trying to make this a full time job. I work in a full time, getting paid full time, as you know, is a different story. Um, I also, if, if you want to keep up with the NBA draft, uh, I have a podcast with my co-host and friend, Jake Rosen, who also, uh, covers the draft and scouting. It's called tag the role. So follow that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm really active on Twitter. You can find me there. I appreciate you having me on Sean. Of course, man. Uh, and you've been pretty like light on the terrible food takes lately. So <laughs> it has a Scotty showing growth. You're showing growth. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we will wrap things there. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always, and making us your first listen of the day. You can go make your second listen of the day. Locked on NBA, as the crew over there, a different set of co-hosts every day of the week is breaking down all of the big matchups every single night across the league in wonderful depth. So go and check that show out. Subscribe on YouTube. All that jazz. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can find my blog sometimes at RaptorsHQ.com. And you can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube for free. Go check them out. We'll be back in tomorrow. Probably going to do a mailbag episode, so get your questions ready. I'll put up the prompt later on today, and we will tee up the game against the Spurs as well. With that, we'll say goodbye. Talk to you Wednesday. See ya. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.